Love Unlimited is a weekly relationships podcast that focuses on how to develop, improve, and sustain thriving marriages. Our goal is to help you establish strong relationships with yourself and with those around you. I invite you today to adventure on the beauty of relationships, the joy of discovering your potentials, as well as those of your spouse. Hi, I'm Helen, Certified Master Life Coach and Certified Relationships Coach, and I'm all about relationships. Welcome to Love Unlimited. Our topic today is how to win your spouse's support in decision making. Do you ever wonder why your spouse keeps quiet when you need them to give you feedback regarding a suggestion you made or an idea that you've been seeking his support or her support? Do you want to end the confrontational episodes in your relationship, especially when it regards your ideas? Today we shall look at how to do just exactly that without having to have confrontations and arguments. As long as you're in a relationship, you're bound to have disagreements, difference in opinions and preferences, and even different viewpoints regarding the exact same thing. And at times, couples end up having discussions, arguments, and sometimes very serious disagreements about topical issues, life decisions, such as job changing or career changes, mortgage loans, cars, schools that their children should attend, whether to have one child, two children, or five children, or none at all, whether to have a pet or not, arguments and decisions regarding should my mother-in-law come to stay with us, or my father-in-law, or should I come to live in your house, or should you come into mine. These are decisions that we are all faced with in a relationship, and sometimes these disagreements can drag way too long into the relationship and they are totally uncalled for, especially if you have skills on how to win over your loved one into the ideas that you think are beneficial for both of you. The first simple step is asking rather than informing. We like telling our spouses, oh, you know what I thought? I decided to do ABCD. You never asked, you never consulted. So there it comes. When you have something and you need support, Ask. asking is a very disarming communication approach. For instance, ask questions regarding your spouse's plans and intentions for the day. And all you want is a date night in the evening. Of course, it was unplanned for, but you feel like one is overdue and you want to have a date night. Or you wanted to go and have a night out or an evening out with some friends. Don't go just tell him, oh, I forgot to tell you that I'm going out for dinner tonight with Susan and Jane. Sorry. Well, what if he had other plans? What if he had also thought of maybe that's the night you should sit down together and discuss your financial prospects instead of you going out? Well, because you did assume and he knew you were not going anywhere, he put it on that evening. But guess what? You have a night out with friends and you didn't ask what his plans were. And that comes out that way. It becomes a confrontation. So ask about your spouse's plans and intentions for the day. This goes like this. Hi, sweetheart. What are you doing today evening? And he'll maybe he or she will answer like I talk. My husband asks me, what date are we today? And I say, oh, it's Tuesday. Ah, okay. Uh, Tuesday is my day to go out for my meeting. And I'll ask him, 
Could you postpone it? I have something would like us to share today evening. It's special. And he'll ask me, is it more important than my meeting for the Toastmasters or with my friends? And I'll be like, probably, maybe I would just let you know and then you'll decide. And then I tell him what it is, depending on the weight of what, of what I was putting on the table and what he had in plans. We discuss it and we both take that action. So when you ask, it is less authoritative. The other person is inclined to share his or her plans for the day or plans for the week or plans for that particular time that you needed their time. It eliminates the notion that you are dominating in planning and decision-making in the relationship. It becomes more of a team affair. It's a group or a family event. It's not about just you thinking what's good for you and you go ahead in it. As long as you tell them, it's okay, it's perfect. Absolutely not. It's not okay to just tell your spouse what you do, what you're doing. It's important to share your plans with your spouse. The second part of it, again, is asking for their opinions or their thoughts regarding a project or an activity you intend to do. This one is especially important when it comes to financial decisions. For my house and my family, we go as basic as even what we want to eat for dinner. I am not good at meal planning. That I shall confess. I'm not good at meal planning because sometimes I do meal planning. I do my thing. And when everybody comes home in the evening, they're like, eh, I don't want to eat that today. And so to avoid taking all my time to make food or cook and really prepare food, and then they all say they are not in the mood to eat, I have made it a habit to ask everybody in the house, what they want to eat for the day. And when they all sit down, everybody gives me a different menu. I will pick the one that has majority. I can even prepare maybe three options and I ask them. And then they pick one or two. Whichever wins the vote in the house is the meal for tonight. So we sit down. I ask for their opinions. We write blogs. My husband writes blogs on business. I write blogs on relationships. We ask each other's feedback on that. Free opinions that you could have maybe have paid for someone else to do it for you. You get a side that you did not see because it's rare for you to just have 100, 100% the same opinion. It's important to ask the opinions regarding activities, projects, financial investments that you intend to do. Number three, time. When your spouse asks for time, when they ask for a window of time to think things through, please give them. Don't think that people think on the go, on the go, pap and they are gone. You tell them something, feedback immediately. And especially when it's something that is weighty, that has a lot of importance or will take so much of their time, they need to make a decision on that. So when they ask for time, give them a reasonable time. Like when we want to buy a car, there's a time we wanted to change the vehicle we had to a bigger one because our family was growing. And I was wanted to buy this car so badly and it was on sale. I saw if I missed that sale and I almost pushed him over the over the edge trying to tell him, if we miss this one, we will not get the other one. We are not sure we'll get another one. And he told me, no, there is always the right one that comes. There's always the right one for you. 
don't rush yourself into buying something is on because it's just on sale and there's always a sale that comes so let it pass if it's not meant to be yours it's not meant to be yours give me time let me check back check the vehicle let me see what are the challenges this vehicle has let me find out on how long it lasts what are the maintenance costs what insurance do I need to pay for the vehicle? How many people does it carry? How old is the vehicle? Is it accident free? And who was the previous owner? Did they have a pet or not have a pet? Is it a new vehicle, brand new vehicle? What features do we need to add on this vehicle? All those things, I never thought of them. I only looked at the price tag and I was happy. So you see, when he told me he needed time to check all that, I saw the sense and I was like, yes, one. And I let him have at least a month. Actually, he had a month. But when we found the vehicle that we needed, we did not even argue back and forth. We just went and said, both of us, this one. This is the one we want. There was no argument, no blaming after that. And that story ended. And that story ended very, very well. We have the same vehicle today and it has not given us any problem. I'm glad I listened. So when your spouse asks you for time to think things through, to weigh other options, or maybe to just think about how, whether you're financially capable of committing to such a project or you have the time to commit to such an activity, let them. The fourth one, explain the details, the reasons behind your motivations of this particular activity. Answer those unspoken questions you think your spouse may be thinking of. Give the details as wholly, as fully as you possibly can. And even ask him or her questions for clarification. When you sense there is a disdain or some quiet somewhere, ask the questions. Ask what they think about again. Tell them, oh, this is what I felt. I'm so motivated to do A, B, C, D. Let me give an example. I love volunteering and sometimes it stretches me thin on time and energy. And so I love singing too, which is also part of my volunteering. And I really wanted to sing in the choir. And my husband asked me one question. Do you have the time to practice? With that one question, I kept a moment and thought about it. And I realized at that particular moment in time, I did not have one hour extra to go and practice. But at this particular time, we were starting a business. Our children were still young. I was also doing another job that was almost full-time and my time was stretched thin. So I had to wait until I had quit the job that was full-time and so I could focus on my business and the children. And at that moment, I had at least an hour to practice with the choir. The rest of the practices I can do at home on my do with the choir for one hour. I'm okay with it for the rest of the week. I noticed that question about me not even having time with him. It it showed when he asked that he was wondering, is my wife going away from me? Is she getting so busy in volunteer work that she doesn't want to give me time? Is she filling up the me time with something else? I so that and I told him, yes, we shall always have our weekend together. We shall have our evenings together. So the time that I took the one hour off is the time that he is also busy. So that sort of balances off. The next point, be honest, be truthful, be factual. When it comes to decisions in the family, there's nothing as annoying as realizing that your spouse gave you information that was not true. 
Avoid giving half stories just to win over your spouse's support. When they realize later, well, good luck with trusting you again after that. It's always important on the go to start by giving as much information as you can, being as truthful as you can, and factual. Double check your facts before you bring to the table with your spouse, especially when it involves financial investments. There are so many multi-level businesses today and so many investment scams that come with relatives and friends without you knowing. So you drag your husband or your wife into an investment program that has not been checked thoroughly and then you end up putting all your savings in it and it because it turns out to be a scam that is so so sad so take time find your facts say who told you if you're not sure about the facts say oh i'm not sure about this but my sister told me that when you join this investment group you get four percent per annum return and it's also tax-free If you're not sure, say you're not sure so that your spouse will also take time to do their own homework before you both come up to a decision. Point number six and the last one. Involve your spouse in your emotional journeys. I really adore it when my spouse comes and tells me his fears, his worries, his doubts, his misgivings about something that we are talking about. I have learned through him that it is important to share your emotional journey, even on decision-making. I'd like to write a book, but I don't know where to start. I'm afraid I may not be able to pull through and finish it all. I need your support to help me do this. Or I would like to change my career from teaching, maybe to coaching. And I don't know where to start. I have no clue. I really feel I need to change, but I have no clue where to start. This means that if I quit my job, it will mean that my spouse carries all the burden. And so you need to also express that fear. And he will or she will support you on whatever decision you make because they also know it will affect them. So always learn to be very, very open with your spouse emotionally when it comes to your fears, thoughts, and misgivings about certain steps that you're about to take. And also the motivation behind it. Like I said previously, the motivation and the fear come together. You're motivated about what you want to do, but you're afraid that it may not work out or you're afraid of the financial repercussions. And when you share this, I can guarantee you your spouse will happily support you to whatever decision that you choose because you're not doing it alone. You're doing it together as a team, not as an individual. Thank you for taking the time to listen and learn. I would love to know what your thoughts are regarding the topic we just covered. Please leave me a feedback at hello at guruhelen.com. You can also follow me on Facebook at guruhelen.com or Twitter at guruhelen.com. Please do not forget to subscribe for more podcasts and more exciting, informative programs. To get a copy of my book, Text to Tango, please visit my website at www.guruhelen.com. And I look forward to seeing you in the next program. Till then, I'm Helen signing out. Peace and love, you
Thank you for taking the time to listen and learn. I would love to know what your thoughts are regarding the topic we just covered. Please leave me a feedback at hello at guruhelen.com. You can also follow me on Facebook at guruhelen.com or Twitter at guruhelen.com. Please do not forget to subscribe for more podcasts and more exciting, informative programs. To get a copy of my book, Text to Tango, please visit my website at www.guruhelen.com and I look forward to seeing you in the next program. Till then, I'm Helen signing out. Peace and love, y'all.